morning, everyone. And it is a, a very good day for us as a church to be celebrating uh, people making this uh, commitment to new life, life uh, trusting the Lord Jesus. And we've seen a, a glimpse of uh, some of the younger members of our church who will be confirmed uh, tonight. And we look forward to uh, Michael's baptism and also Louis's confirmation uh, tonight as well. If you are free tonight, please do come back uh, at 6pm uh, just in the hall as we have that service with the bishop and at 9.30 this morning, uh, up at Pierce's Corner, there are people being baptised. At 10.30 here, there are people being baptised. So please pray for each of them uh, that this new life that they speak of publicly today uh, will be, as we've heard from 1 John, a life of joy in trusting the Lord Jesus. I'm going to pray for us as we uh, look at 1 John together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your very great love for us in the Lord Jesus. That although you are in heaven and we are on earth, you have bridged that gap. You have sent your son that we may have life, that we may know you and know the one you sent. And so we pray, Father, that as we open your word, that we would indeed know you and trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, it's well worth having the reading open that was just read for us. It's inside uh, your handout there, 1 John 1, 1 to 4. Jesus tells a story in the Gospels of a, of a man who finds a treasure and that treasure is so precious that he's willing to sell absolutely everything he has to buy the field and claim the treasure. And what the Bible tells us, uh, page after page, verse after verse, is that God views your life, my life, uh, as worth all he has. Your life is his treasure. Your life with him is his treasure. And 1 John 1 and these first four verses reveal that to us. Uh, human life is an incredibly precious gift from God. From, from our very first breath through the myriad of experiences that we have in life and each one of us experiencing different things. And uh, all of that is a gift from him and, and we, only, we only get one life to live. And so here's the question. How do you know whether you've lived life well? I mean, that's surprise, isn't it, that, that in one sense we all pursue. Uh, we want full life. We want to experience life as it's meant to be lived. We, we want uh, to live a satisfying life and not to feel like we've missed out on life somehow along the way. Uh, and yet time and time again, the, the, the picture in our world is that life often falls short of full or at least fulfilling, short of time short of joy, short of relationships or security or short of answers to questions or whatever it may be, it, it so often falls short. The pursuit of life can be like, uh, this was the picture that came to me during the week, uh, one of those guys on a beach, I don't know whether you've ever seen them, with the metal detectors, sort of scanning the beach uh, with, with the metal detector. And, and yes, sure, you're going to find some treasure along the way, but not all that you'd hoped for. Uh, not all that you'd hoped was lying under the sand. Now, 1 John speaks, though, of the preciousness of life and the possibility of finding full life. Uh, it offers such a life to us. 1 John says, yes, life is actually more precious than we could possibly imagine. But to see its value, you actually need to understand what life is about and where life can be found. And that's what God's word does for us here in these first four verses. It it uh, does nothing short of unveiling life to us. Uh, our world likes to unveil things. The big reveal is, is uh, one of the things our world does well. Uh, you know, the new car, the, 
the, the new iPhone this week. There was a new iPhone this week. I don't know whether that news uh, came across your attention. It's, we're up to iPhone 14, if you're counting. Uh, that was this week's revelation. Or the new scientific discovery or, or the new building. We, we like new things. We like to reveal new things. Well, well, here's what God does. He goes big. He unveils life. Uh, have a look at these four verses with me. And that's where, where our attention will be this morning. They read, I think, like that man who has discovered that incalculable treasure in the field and he so joyfully wants to share the joy of what he's found with us. Now let me read the first couple of verses. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, uh, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning life. The life appeared. We've seen it. And testify to it, we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Uh, for those of us who want to live life well, to, to not miss out on life, to experience it in, in all its fullness and joy, uh, God in his kindness unveils that, that life for us here. And uh, these four verses actually reveal four things about life that, that we can't miss. And here's the first of them. The meaning of life is unveiled for us here. I wonder if you noticed in verse 2, if you've got the passage open in front of you there, that, that God's word reveals, uh, uh, what God's word reveals about life is definitive. Uh, verse 2, this is the life. It's not a life, it's not a form of life, this is the life. Uh, it's as if God is saying, here's the end of speculation about life. End of varied and multiplying opinions about life's purpose and meaning. Uh, all understanding of human life, all definitions of human life, are qualified by God's unveiling here of the life. And so it, it reveals the meaning of life, but more than that, it also shows us the source of life. Uh, if you were to ask the scientists to, uh, to show us the, the source of life, we would, we would be shown amazing things. Uh, evidence of life in its most primitive form, uh, pictures of our world and humanity in, in its infancy, uh, but what God reveals to us here is something even more basic. He takes us to what, you see it there in verse 1, was from the beginning. When none of what science could show us was even there, when the, when the earth was dark and when formless, but before God said these words, let there be life. We see here the source of life, all life. But not only the meaning of life, not only the source of life, we're shown the future of life. And again, I think if we were to scan the, the news coverage of the day, we might find uh, all sorts of things about the future of life. We could be again directed to the latest medical breakthrough or perhaps environmental policy. All sorts of things that might prolong life into the future a little bit further. But, but John shows us something here far more spectacular. When God reveals the future of life, again, he goes very, very big. He directs our eyes not to tomorrow, uh, not to next year or next century or even next millennia. He shows us from everlasting to everlasting. Do you see it there, verse 2? He shows us eternal life, forever life. And here's the most important thing that is unveiled about life, not just its meaning, not just its source, not just its future. We're shown where life can be found. No more endless searching for the true life like that guy on the beach with the metal detector. We're told where life can be found here. Do you see it in verse 2? Life is with the Father. 
It's one simple Greek phrase in the original, proston patera. I don't think, I hope there's no Greek scholars. I don't know whether I said that right, but that's the, that's the phrase. And, and that one phrase unveils the, the treasure of life. Life is with the Father. That's full life. That's the life we were meant for. Being face to face with God the Father is where life is found. Now, of course, if that's where life is, with the Father, with God the Father, there's a problem. Here's how the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament puts it. God the Father is in heaven and, and you and I are on earth. Do uh, you see the problem? Life, or at least life to the full, life as it's meant to be, uh, is out of reach. The Bible says that, that our fundamental struggle in life is that the life that we were made for is out of reach. We're separated from God the Father. We're separated from the life that we were always meant to live. Now, the Bible tells us that there's actually two parts to that separation. Uh, uh, we're separated physically from, from life with the Father. God the Father is in heaven, we're on earth. There's the first problem. And separation matters, doesn't it? Uh, I think these past few years of uh, pandemic lockdowns have shown us, uh, perhaps afresh in a painful way, the grief of separation. I mean, how unexpected it's been in these years uh, during periods of lockdown to find ourselves with insurmountable barriers between ourselves and those we love. Barriers that had never been there before in our lifetime anyway. Even, even within our own city, let alone our world, we found ourselves without relationships that we had taken for granted, that we could enjoy at any point that we wanted. And, and weeks passed and months passed without being in each other's presence and no Zoom didn't cut it. It is the deepest longing of the human heart, the deepest longing of, of life, to be with others, to be with kith and kin. Uh, we know that true life is about being at home with others. And the Bible's testimony to us is that God the Father, who fearfully and wonderfully made us, whose love for us is new every morning, is separated from us. And the Bible tells us that that actually grieves God's heart. And that our dissatisfaction in life, our, our, uh, uh, the, elu the elusive nature of finding life to the full, is, it stems from that separation. And here's the thing, uh, here's the other thing about the separation. It's not just a physical separation, it's also a spiritual separation. It's not just about the distance between heaven and earth, it's about estrangement. Uh, Romans chapter 1 in the New Testament says this, that we as humans neither acknowledge God or give him thanks. We, we've, we're separated physically, but we've also turned our hearts and our lives away from him. Life for us is about relationship to created things, not the creator. And that has profound effects for us. Ephesians tells us that we are, as a result, without God and without hope in this world. That's our life. Because our true hope is to be with him. And like in lockdown, we can have all the comforts of modern life. We can fill our life with all sorts of things. But without life with the Father, it's not true life. We're not at home. And worse still, the Bible tells us that our rejection of our relationship with God as our Father means that we're not just separated, we're actually under his judgment. So you see our problem. 1 John says, the life that we were meant to live is with the Father. And yet we find ourselves separated and estranged and under his judgment.
And that's why I think the Apostle Paul in these opening verses of 1 John cannot contain his joy as he shares these words with us. Because here is the news that God declares to a world that is estranged from him. Life has shown up. And when John talks about life appearing, life being discovered, he's not talking about a theory about life or a slogan or something. No, he's talking about something tangible. Did you see it in the way he described it? John says, I heard life. I saw life with my own eyes. Uh, My very hands touched life. He's a witness to life. And in fact, if you look even closer in his testimony, uh, it's clear that he's talking about the one he spent years with, uh, the Apostle John, who wrote this letter. He's speaking of Jesus of Nazareth here. Jesus, who says of himself in John's Gospel, chapter 14, I am the life. The very author of life itself. Uh, the one that uh, the book of Colossians chapter 1 says uh, was the one for whom and through whom uh, life exists. That which was eternally with the Father, out of range, out of our view, beyond our thinking, has appeared. In the person of Jesus Christ, God himself has stepped into human history and he has stooped to our level to bring us the life that is real life, the life we were meant for. Uh, This is how the uh, US astronaut Buzz Aldrin described it. He said that man should walk on the moon, that's that's interesting. But that God should walk on the earth, that's important. Why is it so important? Why is it important that the life of heaven has bridged the gap here to earth? That God himself has shown up? Well, it's because the testimony of the Bible is not just that life has shown up. It tells us why life showed up. And here it is. Life showed up to give his life away. Life came to give his life away so that you could find your life again. And to understand that, I want to take you just for a moment to the most famous verse in all of Scripture. John 3.16. Here it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There's the answer. For God so loved the world. That's the answer to why life came from heaven to earth. It's because he loved us. Despite the separation, he loved us so much that God so loved the world that he came. That he gave his one and only son. I mean, that's the story that Jesus tells about the man in the field, isn't it? That, that's it? That story lived out. A man who gave everything he had to claim the treasure in the field. Well, that's what God has done. For us, his treasure. He gave all he had to reclaim us. He, Father gives his son. The son willingly gives his life to, to end the separation. To rescue us from judgment. To restore us to the life that we threw away when we rejected him. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. See, God doesn't want us our life to end. He wants us to have eternal life. This is the joyful news of the Bible. And although we are rightfully separated from God and tragically estranged from him and justifiably under his judgment, we can now come back to our Father and start life again. And that's what this New Life Sunday that we're sharing in together throughout the day is all about. Each person that we've already heard from and those that we'll hear from as we go through the day has a story to tell about finding this life with the Lord Jesus. It's the same old story that they'll tell, each one of them, of his life given away for them so that their life could be found. And that is the heart of Christianity. 
The life showed up to give his life away. Life was given so that life can be found. Uh, This is how 2 Corinthians 5, from our other reading, uh, explains it. Verse 14, we are convinced that one died for all. All our separation from God, he carries. Jesus carries as his. All our judgment from God, he carried as his. One died for all. Why? Well, the next verse in 2 Corinthians 5, 15 says this. He died that we should live as we were always meant to. When we come to him by faith and trust that he gave his life, our life changes forever. In these recent days, as uh, Gavin said at the start of the service, we have been giving thanks for the life of our Queen Elizabeth and her remarkable life of service. And in one sense, you could argue that the life-changing moment in her, her life was when she was unexpectedly sort of thrust into the throne as a mid-20-year-old, uh, ill-prepared and all at sea. But over the years, her consistent testimony has spoken of another moment when her life changed forever. Uh, repeating words that we heard earlier in the service. She said this, Jesus is the bedrock of my faith. His birth marked a new beginning. There's her life-changing moment. As she says elsewhere, God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with power to forgive us. And the Bible tells us when we come to Jesus by faith and trust that he gave his life for us, Our life changes forever. John 5, 24 puts it like this. Very truly I tell you, whoever, this is Jesus speaking, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. They will not be judged. They have crossed over from death to life. Do you see the change? And so today together we celebrate the new life that only comes by way of this life given. Today we rejoice with people who have found that life, whose faith is in the one who gave his life for them. And if you were to ask any of them, they would say that the life they have found in Jesus is their treasure in the field. And they know that nothing can separate them from him again, not death, nor life, nor the present, nor the future, nor trouble, nor hardship, nor anything else in all creation. All over the world, people are finding this life because of this one who gave his life. And today we get to hear the, the, the stories of people of all ages in our church family who have that to share as well. And uh, perhaps if you're here this morning, perhaps you are someone who has yet to know this life with Jesus. Today would be a brilliant day to find it. You've heard the joy of the Apostle Paul as he speaks of this life. Uh, uh, you, we know the joy that God the Father feels as people find this life. I wonder if you know this joy for yourself. Uh, Joy is a great word, isn't it? It's hard to say the word without sort of feeling the exuberance uh, swelling up in you. The the heart bubbles over with with it, just saying the word joy. It it almost feels like a childish trait, joy. We adults are too sensible and serious for joy. Uh, There is much along the way in life that knocks joy out of us. And perhaps along the way we grow out of it. Even though in a hundred artificial ways we try to sort of reclaim it and get it back, it's gone. We're adults now. We know too much about life to to be joyful. Well, can I suggest that we know too little? Childish joy can't hold up under the realities of adult life. That's true. But the news that Jesus, the life, came into this world... 
to give his life away for you so that you could have life with him again. That is a joy that can hold up under the weight of anything in this life. And so today on New Life Sunday, this is the life that we joyfully celebrate together. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the Lord Jesus. We thank you for the one who came to give his life away that we may have life again. May we know him and know the joy of life with him. Amen.